baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. All right, welcome back. Hour number three of the Mark Reardon Show post-Thanksgiving. You still have leftovers, Sue? I have uh, just a little bit of turkey left, but I've run out of gravy that I made, so I think I'm going to throw the potatoes out. Well, we, you know, we, we celebrated Thanksgiving in Las Vegas on Thursday, got back on Friday. We did a little Friendsgiving. My wife's aunt, Auntie Kit, was there. My son was in town with his girlfriend. We had our friends Fitz and Karen. We did a turkey and a turkey breast on uh, Saturday. So do you ever do the turkey soup? You know, we're pretty good at boiling the carcass. Oh, Not yeah. that word carcass. You boil it down. Becky does this. You put a little flavoring in there. You get your uh, stock, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then tonight when I get home, put some um, egg noodles in there, some carrots. Well, I don't even like bad. carrots. I really kind of hate carrots. Unless they're in turkey soup. Yeah, that's I give it a pass. It's delicious. But I'm going to let you walk us into the next segment because I feel like I'm being ambushed a little bit. And there was some behind the scenes issues that were going on. I believe a text message that came from my wife. Yes. As I understand it, while you were in Vegas at your friend Rick's mm-hmm. house, which, mm-hmm. by the way, he's super nice to uh, have you there pretty much all the time. Well, and he buys you Diet Coke. We call it Rick's Resort. That's, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I understand that we were in a game of, uh, a heated game of Uno. Is this correct so far? So we, yeah, because Alexa was with us, we had some plans on Thursday. You know, she doesn't have another kid to play with, so we wanted to make sure we kept her busy. Very and nice. we uh, decided to have a little Uno uh-huh. throwdown after Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday evening. Yeah, it's funny to use the word throwdown with the game <laughs> Uno, but I proceed. Uh, and apparently, uh, uh, one Mark Reardon uh, started uh, perhaps not doing as well and accusing others of conspiring against mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps yeah. uh, throwing out curse words. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, not perhaps being the world's best sportsman no. at the game of, uh, again, I say... Uno. Uno. Well, I, I'm 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 still playing under protest. There is a uh, you know a complaint that's been filed with the league. But yes. let's welcome into the fray yes. here my friend Rick from Las Vegas, who's with us on the phone from the desert. Rick, how are you this afternoon? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, good to speak to you guys again, Sue. How are you? Uh, and by the way, very very apropos that you decided to play back in the saddle. Yes. I feel like I was feel like I was banned from your show. Like I said something bad, and now I'm back. I back, love it. Baby. My wife is all, my wife says, wait, hang on. Let me let me welcome Becky in, too, because you both can team up on me and ambush me and gang up and stuff. Beck, are you there, too? I am. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Sue, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm hearing were, were that you any, did. Were there any tantrums at your house? 
No, you know what? We were tantrum free. But, you know, we okay, did not have any. Not, that was not the case at Rick's house. <laughs> Let's set this up a little bit. Okay, so tell me we, what happened. We first did was we we had, first of all Becky and I probably have never played Uno the correct way. We learned that there was a specific way, and I think it's actually the way that's listed, Rick, in the um, in the rules of Uno. You want to explain how we played? Were there were points kept and everything like that? Yeah, we played by the rules that were in the box. We actually read the rules and said, this is how we're going to play. We're, unless you guys want to change it, and here's what, you know, if you want to play that, if somebody plays a draw four and the person that it, it gets the draw four has a draw four, they can play it, and then it goes to the next person. That's not in the rules. And everybody agreed that we were going to play rule uno. Right. And what that means is, so at the end, if someone wins, you know, they discard their last card, then this is the part that I was at least unfamiliar with for a while. Everybody that is remaining with cards has to add up their total, right? Yeah, that's how you play. I had forgotten about this. Oh. So then whoever okay. wins gets that amount of points, and then the, the first person to 500 wins, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty easy game. Yeah, it's straightforward. So, it's yes. for children, as I understand, uh, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had we had we had a child at the table. The child was uh, being an adult, and the adult in the room, who is a radio station personality, was being a child. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Great. Can I ask a question for the record? Uh, oh, who won the surprised. first? So the first time we played, Alexa was at the table. My my daughter, right, Beck? She and who won the first Uno game? Do you remember? Yes, you did. Okay. I did, didn't I? Oh, look at that. And by, yes, and by the way, oh, that's why. stop right there. By, by the way, when Mr. Reardon, with the rest of us at the table, including a child, won, he proceeded to let everybody know by putting the large L on his forehead Are you? that we were all losers. I taunted. Oh, there was the taunting. Yes, now, yes. Now, that was, yes, definitely yes. taunting. There's no doubt about it. But Mr. Big Shot here, who won the first game and then won the second game, proceeded to taunt everybody at the table about how he's winning. Yeah, yeah. That sounds including, right. Including Charlie our seven Charlie and a half was winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Beck. Including Alexa, right? No, I said including Alexa. Alexa's sitting there completely composed. She's just having fun. Um, she knows Uno. And she's looking over at Daddy like, why is he putting this L on his forehead? And these are things that we are trying to maybe discourage her from yeah. you know, we don't want her to do these things at school no or no. maybe at any point to- at any time yeah however yeah. daddy is teaching her this because he's feeling triumphant because he's beating a seven and a half year old at uno right really was triumphant because i was beating all of you because it was rick rick's friend den um becky and alexa but then alexa left the table okay then she let this game to the adults what happened at that whoa, point? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Let's slow down the roll a little bit here. Because, first of all, she didn't leave till the second game. Mm-hmm. Let's get it straight. Okay. She stayed throughout the first game, by which, as you started losing, let's, let's, let's just recall, and a, a lot of profanity was coming out of the loser's mouth by which the totals were totaling up. We got to the end. We we're going to play another game. And he said, nobody's going to leave this table till we finish this game. Remember that back? I do. I remember think I remember that. Goes, yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you really do. do. Uh-huh. By which we started. And then Alexa got tired. So then she leaves. 
you proceeded to get what would be called a butt whooping from everybody else at the table and then tried to leave before the game was over after you had already declared no one was going to leave the table until the game was over. Oh, Rick, I wish I were surprised by this tale or thought that anything in this were uh, exaggerated or untrue. Here's here's the thing. You know how sometimes narratives emerge Uh, uh, and then people, like the media runs with the narrative and there's more to the story? Okay, why why would we? curse well, it and the, uh, present the L for our look, child I, playing you know, game of Uno. If you go to college football or professional football, they have a rule against targeting. You cannot slam into another person, lead with a helmet, slam into them. That is a penalty, right? I was targeted during this Uno game in the most unfair fashion from the people in my family and my friends those who care about me the most hitting me with pick fours and pick twos there's no way you can convince me that that was accidental that it was not intentional sue Hmm, interesting because we were following the rules right and it also seems to me that these were also the victims of the l and the tantrum to begin with is that correct if you think about the rules of Uno, yeah. you're sitting at a table. And it's around. It Uno, just goes one way. Going around, and then all of a sudden, wait, somebody hits a reverse, and it goes the other way. It all just right. happens to be okay. that Rick had really good cards. Okay. It just, yeah, it just so happens to be. Yeah. I want to present an alternative version, I believe the correct version, of this particular uh-huh. story, ladies and gentlemen. And I took a deposition at around noon on Friday at, uh, what's it called now, Rick? Harry Reid International Airport. It's not called McCarran anymore, right? So outside of the the Wendy's where seven-and-a-half-year-old Alexa Reardon and I were enjoying a Frosty and some chicken nuggets before our flight back to St. Louis, I decided... To get some witness testimony uh-huh. on the record, okay, under oath. Let's hear what from she Alexa said. Reardon, and here's what she said. What do you think happened last night? Because I was, I, I lost like seven games. What do you think happened? Mommy and Rick were cheating. You think so? Oh, do you have any proof of that? Uh, yeah, because they, I feel like they were just like swapping cards. Okay. Like yep. if Mommy had a good card, she would give it to Rick. Because, because, well, yeah, because I think that's what happened. he had, like, so many cards, skipping you and yeah. making you draw two and right. all that draw stuff. Right, draw four, all those things, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's got to be the answer to why I lost. Yep. Okay, good. I agree with you. And also about me in Denmark. That yep. was another. Were they cheating, too? I think if Mommy had the chance to pull Denmark in... She would have. Yeah, I think so too. But during that time, I was probably still playing. Okay, but so. bottom line is, they were cheating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, there. Who are you going to trust, Sue? Are you going to trust an innocent seven and a half year old angelic little girl, or the two people on the phone, oh, Rick Niner and Rebecca Reardon? I I think it's a clear choice. I really uh-huh. do. And so then we set up said child. To proclaim that you were cheated against. This is unbelievable. That, no, th- that was her and, witness testimony. And he bribed her with, he bribed yes. her with a Wendy's. Yes. There was no coercion. I was simply oh asking questions. Gosh. Well, you know, simply asking questions sure. of my daughter. I guess we just ignored the, the fact that she was gone at that point and did not see the rest of well, the she, game. She was in the room. <laughs> she saw my tantrum. She yeah, heard real it. Real quick. And... and game here. Rick, did you end up winning uh, one of the games? Oh, I think we lost him. Oh, no.
Rick, you there? Somehow he went away. I did. I didn't lose. The, oh. I didn't. Lo- I didn't win a game. What I didn't win. Game? And but by the way, not, by the way, so what, what would have been the end for you? Sore and- loser. He loses and then he claims fraud. Yes. Come on. Hey, wow. Rick. Wow. You know. Right. Look at that. Hashtag wow. stop the steal. Stop the yeah, Uno steal. Exactly. This is the way. Well, I got to tell you, Mark. I got. I got to tell you. I also have received some feedback. From the uh, some visitors who stayed at Rick's Resort that same time, and unfortunately, it has been decided that until you pay your two hundred dollar cuss word penalty, <laughs> you've been banned from Rick's Resort. There I'm you sorry. go. I, I think you've it's hundred eighty. Banned from Rick's Resort until you pay your two hundred dollar <laughs> cuss word penalty. Yeah. Oh, I really think that's Alexa only fair. That, Alexa actually brought that up this morning, right? Yeah, I so, do. I think it's 180 yeah. is the total because I, 180. I, yeah, I think I was. <laughs> oh, oh man! So now the signs are past yeah. due. Yeah. Ah, does it go up when children are present? But apparently not. No, that's the whole reason. That, that, that's the entire <laughs> gotcha. reason is because of the child in the room. All right, listen. I think that the. Um, I think I've spoken. I think that the witness yes. testimony is spoken. You can decide, ladies and gentlemen, who to believe in this particular circumstance. Huh. Um, my record is untarnished when it comes to playing games. And Are I think you that kidding sort me? Of lives in the record book. I, I don't know. I, I'm just going with the way that it went down, and my daughter tended to agree with me. So huh. it is what it is. But thank you. Thank you for trying to ambush me here this afternoon, Rick. We did have a great time in Las Vegas. I was talking at the beginning of the show about Beatles Love. You've seen it how many times? Oh, my gosh. Six I've seen it a lot. Back, how good was it? It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was gorgeous. It was amazing. Yeah, it was such a good show. And Alexa didn't really know the music, but she was, you know, enthralled with all of it. Yeah, it, it's such a, a lot I showed see, yeah. uh, I showed Sue a little of your um, illegal video because you're not supposed to take pictures or video. But Rick had decided that he was in the middle of the aisle. He'd seen the show so many damn times. He was going to just snap a little video of the opening of Love. And you did that. So really did they cool. pull that down from Instagram for copyright violation yet? So you know what I, I was thinking they might, but so far it's still up. So please don't broadcast that over the radio. Now. Oh. Thank you. All right. Well, I look forward to future Uno games in the future with you, cheaters. Thank you very much. After you pay your fine, hey, we'll see you. Speak with you again soon. All Take right. care. Thanks, Take care. you guys. Five twenty-one. I think you know the Truth facts speak for themselves. There you go. Five twenty-one on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Audio cut of the day and more coming up here before the end of the hour on tomorrow's show. I, I saw this over the weekend. I think just like you, I'm playing a lot of catch up. I during holidays and when I take vacation, I sort of dip out of the news coverage because I don't want to get a headache and be all stressed out. But there's renewed talk of a county city merger in St. Louis, and that gets to be a little um, nuanced and tricky. So Councilman uh, St. Louis County Councilman Tim Fitch is going to join us tomorrow. Sarah Perry with the Heritage Foundation and more on a Tuesday edition of the show. So real estate, obviously, lots of questions over the last few years. A crazy, crazy market. I've mentioned this before. It was five years ago last month, the month of October, that I closed on my house that I'm in right now with the help of the Gelman team. And that was a tricky time to find homes. It became tricky on steroids. And now you got the rates being jacked up, and that's changing the market as well. And you also have institutional out-of-state buyers. There was a piece that was in um, the Post last week about, and the headline was, how out-of-state companies are buying up homes and changing the St. Louis area market. So I wanted to touch base once again, as we do on a regular basis, with our friends at the Gelman team, Mark and Neil Gelman. Mark is with me this evening. How are you? I thought it was going to be Neil, but you did the switcheroo on me in the last minute. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was purely ironic because uh, the article that you wanted to discuss, I met with an institutional investor this morning from out of, out of state. So we'll talk about that. But uh, I'm thrilled to be on. Well, let, let's start with that. You know, I, I mentioned this before, Mark. You told me um, earlier this year, I think we were meeting, and you said, you know my family, you know my daughter, who's seven and a half. You said by the time that she probably buys a house when she's in her 20s or whatever, or, or 30s, that there, there probably will be only apartments to rent, that the market is going to change that much over the course of decades. Now, I don't know if that is something you still believe in, but obviously these institutional investors have come in. They bought up a lot of properties in Florida and other you know, areas where we have warm climates, but this is happening here in St. Louis as well, right? Sure. So let me go back to the comment, though, that I made was our kids. So I have a, a, a one that's a little older than her, but they very likely, their contemporaries may not own homes. They may be renting homes. So one in four, one in five, uh, you know, homes right now in, in, in Phoenix, one in three homes were bought by institutional investors. In St. Louis, one in six homes. But when you hit certain areas, which is where the article was on, you're talking about one in three mm-hmm. homes right. in certain areas in North County and other. So it, it's very likely Blackstone, BlackRock has already talked about their goal is to acquire enough 
home, single family. It's called SFR, single family residential homes. That's the category, SFR homes, that they will actually just be renters, the next generation in for most cases. That's, that doesn't seem like a good thing, Mark. It's not. And actually, what's interesting, so first of all, a couple of things. So when we spoke about that, it was hot and heavy institutional investors. I will tell you right now that institutional investors are essentially gone for now. The reason is they cannot buy remotely, even though they had some agents on the ground. We were one years ago that represented a fund that bought 500 homes. But at the end of the day, when they're buying from an ivory tower and understanding cap rates and other, and they're continuing to pay and pay incredible premiums, lowering their cap rates so that they can acquire properties in competition. These funds were paying over 105% over asking. They were desperate to buy homes. But what was happening is they weren't getting the return. Now they're sitting on assets that are are actually, they're not going down, but they're just not going up like they were. We're first time we're seeing rents not increasing like they have been. So rents continue to go up and it's a hedge against inflation, but not like they were. So what's happened is this space is very noisy, but there's people have backed off. There's been some crazy where they'll buy the home, they'll rent it back. But what they realized is as the market changed over the last six months, they were sitting on an asset that they overpaid for that's now reduced in price and they're in trouble. So you're looking at a lot of these companies that are public and other that have stocks that are getting close to delisted. Are there areas, Mark, I think I've asked you this before, but let's say, you know, we all have our subdivision rules and covenants and things like that. Is there the ability to prevent institutional buyers from purchasing homes in a neighborhood? Absolutely. And actually, for that fund that we represented, we actually listed, I think, four or five homes already this year where the indentures changed, where they no longer allowed renters. And by the way, in Canada, and we've talked about that before, they weren't allowing outside uh, institutional investors to move in. So, yes, you were seeing a backlash on this now. By the way, in some point parts, it's been good. In some, it's been bad. Overall, if you look at the pride of ownership, the most amount of equity that most people, most of your listeners, the greatest amount of wealth many of your listeners have is in their house. It's preventing the, our children and other from owning homes, which is where their equity is. So there is a lot of negatives about this. You know, in, in the Post article, this one kind of jumped out at me because there was a, a buyer, and I used to live as you know, in South St. Louis, and there was somebody that was quoted, Jessica Goddard and her husband, John Bowers, looked for months before they bought the first house this summer. They lost count of the number of times they were outbid for a house, but they remember one where an investor offered all cash on a $130,000 house on Cherokee Street in South St. Louis. And John Bowers is quoted as saying there's no inspection, no criteria, just like a suitcase full of money. So that puts you as a potential buyer who needs a home to live in at a complete disadvantage. I mean, you can't compete at all with that. Absolutely. You know what? We had sellers in the heart of the spring market, incredibly great people that wanted to sell to an owner occupant, somebody that was going to buy and live there. And you know what? In most cases during that time, they were getting beat out by institutional investors. And most of our sellers at the end of the day weren't willing to take 10, 15 thousand less. And by the way, should they or should they not? That's a decision they need to make. But most of them ended up selling to these institutional investors that outbid those owner occupants. So yeah, it's a really challenging scenario. But 
by the way, your listeners can breathe easier right now because they're not competing against institutional investors at, by any means right now. I just, like I said, I just ran a report today. And when you look at the October, November versus last year, their purchases are down 80 plus percent because, again, they didn't want to get caught holding this asset that, number one, wasn't appreciating like it was. Number two, they've been overpaying. And number three, the rents aren't supporting the cap rates any longer. So, yeah, it's an interesting time. But, again, your listeners can breathe a little easier. Mark Gelman with the Gelman team is with us to talk about real estate and where the market is right now. Let's broaden this out just a little bit. We've talked um, every few months sort of touching base on a crazy market a year ago mark we were talking about nutty over asking price offers things that were kind of mind-blowing when when you saw what was happening in the market that has significantly slowed down it's been on purpose because the rates have gone up so what are you seeing right now Sure. And, and by the way, there's not, I mean, November 10th was a very important date in our interest rate world because they were in the mid sevens and that day they went down and they went down well below seven in the mid sixes. Today, they're high, low sixes, mid sixes. CPI came out to show that the, that the you know, economy is slowing down. That's what the Fed's objective was. And so all of a sudden it sounded like the rates aren't going to increase like they were. And so that uh, lowered interest rates. Interest rates are pretty steady in the low sixes, mid sixes. By the way, ultimately, houses are not crashing. This is not a 2008. I want to give you two statistics to tell you. 2008 had 15 months of inventory, meaning it was a severe buyer's market. If no other houses came on the market, you had 15 months to sell every piece of property. Right now, we're at one month or less of inventory in certain areas. So the uniqueness about our market is we have a unbelievably low inventory but yet we have less buyers that are participating in the market it's one of the strangest markets so we're still seeing great home selling over asking multiple contracts but equally we're seeing good homes maybe a little deferred maintenance a little dated or other that would have sold in the spring market those are sitting they're taking price adjustments so the disconnect between buyers sellers great homes not great homes it's incredible i've never seen anything like it and ultimately it's going to have to work its way out and i'm not sure it's going to happen today or tomorrow well it's, it's got to be defeating as a buyer just kind of putting myself in a situation and you know we got real lucky five years ago and as i mentioned i thought that was tough you know trying to find supply um thank god we're in a home that we love and we've got a great rate and everything but if i was in a position where i had to buy a house or sell a house right now i think i'd be in all-out panic mode it's different you know we go back to spring market sellers the number one reason a seller in the spring market didn't want to sell what reason uh the number one reason they didn't want to sell they didn't want to sell in the spring market. They had an awesome house, but they didn't want to sell because they had nowhere to go, right? That oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, even, they couldn't find another you. house. Yeah. Five years, you had an awesome house, but you didn't want to sell because you didn't know where to go, right? So that was then. Today, we have a great house, want to sell it, but I'm not prepared to trade in my 2% for a 4 5 6 7% interest rate. So, yes, we're seeing that. But, by the way, at the end of the day, I want to make it very clear. There are still buyers that want to buy, and there's still sellers that want to sell. And the key is that in this market, it's not a market to test, as it wasn't in spring. If you're a buyer just dipping your toe in, it was a little challenging. If you were all in, we would have found you a home. The key is right now there are buyers buying, there are sellers selling. It's just you have to have the appetite for this market. The other beautiful thing, Mark, is, look, 
interest rates are eventually going to go down. I'm not here to say they're going to go down next week, next year, but eventually they will, and eventually you can refinance. And so the thing about it is it is short-term. Now, again, it could be a year. It could be longer. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to tell you how short. But there's still great opportunities right now. There's great homes that are available. And so, again, it's whenever it's right for you and your family, I want to be very clear. Our message is not great time to buy, great time to sell. You have to buy, you have to sell. It's whatever works for you and your family. And for us, for example, we're moving, my wife and I. It's a right time for us to move. And so that's all that matters. Hey, I can recommend a realtor um, if you're looking for one to sell your house. Marky Neil Gelman of the mm-hmm. Gelman team put up a sign in your front yard. I didn't know you were moving. That's awesome. Uh, because your kids are out of the house, or at least more kids are out of the house, right? We are. And you know <laughs> what? We just want to, uh, I, I don't know if you followed on related downtown Chesterfield, but it's a pretty revolutionary new development that's going to be over $3 billion of, of investment. And they're building homes. They're building townhomes. They're building beautiful condo. So it's really, a, 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 we want to try what, so we are going to be building there. Nice. All right. Well, listen, I think hopefully this settles some nerves because people are curious. The thing that really should be one of the takeaways, because I think those of us who aren't moving or don't plan to move, we're still worried about the value of our homes. And I think what I heard there is those values should maybe they're not going to keep skyrocketing like they were in the last couple of years where you have a 20 percent increase, but not losing the value that you might anticipate because of the interest rates. Absolutely. And by the way, Google the Gelman team, over 755 star reviews. Click on the Gelman team home valuation. There's a free home valuation tool. It will give you a great estimate. So again, Google the Gelman team, go to home value. It will give you a great estimate of your home. And look, it's still a great time if it's right for you and your family. My friend, I hope you have an amazing holiday season and your listeners. All right. We will talk soon. We'll get more updates as we uh, progress into 2024 or 2023. I'm not going to skip ahead that much yet. Uh, Uh, All right. Thank you, Mark. All right. Take care. It's the GelmanTeam.com, if you'd like to find out more, it's just one of those things that I I can't, and Sue, uh, you're in the real estate industry to a certain extent as well, and, you know, just being someone who's got to throw a house on the market right now might terrify me. Or maybe not that part of it, but buying the next house. I understand, but he's so right. It's just an odd market. It's still okay. You'll be okay. Everyone, I swear. Everything will be okay. It's going to be yeah. fine. Well, as it's long as it's not like 2008, odd. it is odd. It's yes. been odd for a while. It's going to get more odd probably. 540. We have an audio cut of the day still to come on St. Louis's Home for Conservative Talk, 97.1 FM Talk. You know, I kind of dipped out of news coverage last week, as I think a lot of us did. I worked on Tuesday and then was off the rest of the week and paid a little attention as we got back into the weekend. But... You were here Wednesday, Sue. I don't know how much of this came out before Thanksgiving. The um, the information on the Colorado shooting suspect, Anderson Aldrich, his father, and that all. I don't think that tra- really okay. came okay. out before. It, you know, I, I hesitate doing this, but some of it is so weird that I, I don't know really what to say. But let me start here with Jared Paulus, who is the governor of Colorado. This happened in Colorado Springs at this nightclub. It was an LGBTQ nightclub. Of course, the initial reaction from everybody, all you have to do is read the New York Times or the LA Times, the coverage from that day, jump to conclusion. It's a hate crime. It's at a gay bar, right? So this is a hate crime. This is someone who hates gay people. 
The problem with that, and I kind of fixed something. I had to fix something for the L.A. Times. They haven't thanked me yet, but I'm sure they will before the day is over. They had a story today that said the Colorado Springs attack comes at a time when hateful rhetoric against LGBTQ people, especially from Republican politicians and conservative pundits, is on the rise. I mean, they cannot their bias just bleeds through at every turn. Right. So I fixed that for them. And. This is what it should read. The Colorado Springs attack by a person who identifies as non-binary comes at a time when everyone in the mainstream media is confused by not being able to keep the fake narrative going. I don't know what the story is. I really don't know what this guy did, why he did it, what his motivation. It's it's sad because people, five people died. So Jared Paulus has asked this yesterday on Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan. You said last week you didn't know yet if the shooter was motivated by anti-LGBT rhetoric or if it was a personal motive. Have you seen any evidence it was a hate crime? And does the fact that the shooter identifies as non-binary influence this in any way? Does this suggest anything to you? Well, no, on the the second point of the the shooter's identity has nothing to do with whether hate crime was committed or not. I want to be clear, in Colorado, uh, if you kill five people, you're behind bars the rest of your life. So he kind of skirts over that. Yeah, it's a hate crime. The whole hate crime thing has never been something I've been fond of. If you murder someone, you have first-degree murder charges, you're going to prison for the rest of your life with no chance of parole, unless you're in a death penalty state. And then you might be removed from the planet, like in Missouri. So the hate crime enhancers are really just to make people feel better, right? But the problem is, is that we don't know exactly what the motivation was. And this guy does come out and he identifies as non-binary. So his father is another story. Aaron, maybe I should just use this as audio cut of the day because it's so weird. So let's just do that. Playback ready. Now, the audio cut of the day. Sponsored by my friends at the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. Um, Before I get to the audio that I have of his father, um, there's new videos that have come out that show this guy claiming supplements made him impervious to repeated kicks to his groin. Did you catch that? No. Yeah. There is a video series called Ouch My Balls, Sue, and I apologize Well, that for this. sounds delightful. Yeah. It's a miniseries presented by former MMA fighter and porn actor Aaron Brink, shrugging off eye-watering blows thanks to stevia sugar substitute and a substance called Arginine. Have you ever heard of Arginine? No, before? no, I haven't. I don't know what that is. Um, this is in the New York Post. Aaron Brink gets kicked in the... Um, the you-know-what's in a business suit, reads an introductory note in one of the productions originally posted a decade ago. Uh, Brink says, I'm going to demonstrate the effects of Arginine before giving assurances that he's not wearing a protective cup. (laughs) Wearing sunglasses and a ponytail, Brink's unidentified co-star then winds up delivering a blistering shot to Brink's nether regions. After taking a moment to steady himself, Brink then pops several Arginine pills before subjecting himself to six successive kicks from his black-booted partner. In another clip, Brink appears to hawk the services of a local lawyer by inviting brutal boots to his testicles from an unidentified woman on the side of a rustic road. With the kicks so hard, Brink's feet are lifted off the ground. So these are weird videos. One has, according to the New York Post, racked up 7,500 views, another 11,000. My guess is now those numbers are, you know, even more so. His estranged son 
is the focus of this investigation. He's the murderer from Colorado Springs. Five people were killed. But here's the audio of um, the shooter's father, and he kind of describes his background a little bit. Uh, my son, I hadn't seen him for years. I thought he, I thought he committed suicide. His, his mother told me that he... Um, I'll give you a history. I was a, um, a, a, a porn star. Okay, I became a porno star in 2002. And I, I, I combined that with a mixed martial arts career, and my, my ex was suspended. She, she took off with my son. I hadn't seen him for years. All right, just in case you missed that, he was a porno star, and he, he, he kind of, you know, combined that with his expertise in MMA. Right. That's, that's what he does. So that's his profession. His wife, the ex-wife, whatever. So he, he had thought that this kid was actually dead. He thought he committed suicide in 2016. That's what he says. Um, little did I did see my son, you know, I tried to give him, you know, the father figure, whatever, I didn't know where his lower whereabouts were. Um, I found out recently that he did not kill himself in 2016, that he, um, that he's, um, you know, alive and well, you know, and, uh, he lives in Colorado. Well, I don't know about well. I don't know about the well part, right? Uh, he's been accused of doing some crazy thing. I don't know what he's been accused of. Yeah. I can't get answers from the attorneys, really, but they're saying that somebody's you know, that involved in a gay bar or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the heck he did. Yeah, gay bar. Um, I don't know what's going on. Well, he's accused of going on a mass shooting at a gay bar and killing five people. In Colorado Springs. Okay, well, well, I said, he's accused of doing that. I, I, I'm surprised he's not gay. So this is this got a lot of attention the other day because he says, well, you know, I guess he doesn't know what happened in this particular situation. None of these but, people. Is, right. But then he says, well, I'm just glad he's not gay. Really? That, that's his response. When was the last time you saw him? Um, it was, uh, I saw him. I made efforts to see him. But I think I see him in 2000, um, I guess it was 2011. All right, there you go. So uh, the whole thing is what just— What a mess. It, it is a mess, but I, I do find it interesting. I mean, if you can go back—I remember I, I sent my friend John Ziegler a message on that Sunday when this all happened. I'd have to look and see what that message was because—oh, um, yeah. Well, you know, because I don't know what happened, but what I do know is that everybody— and I remember saving some stories. I can go back and reference them because they're in my reading list on my on my iPad right now. But you had all the LGBTQ act- activists, the mayor of, you know, Colorado Springs, all these other people, the people in the media fueling the narrative. This is a hate crime. This is because of Republicans. Essentially, that's what we've been told. That's what the L.A. Times story was focusing on. Republicans have been, you know, hateful toward gay people, their rhetoric, the don't say gay bill in Florida, which in no way, shape or form says don't say gay, that they completely made up, you know, Ron DeSantis is evil. So basically the bottom line is if you're someone who, um, well, if you voted for Trump or you voted for any Republican, you're bigoted, you're hateful, and you're responsible for mass murders, essentially is what the, um, you know, is what the mantra is. It's just utterly ridiculous. But I do think it's important. Uh, I think it's a horrible crime. It's a terrible shooting. But I think the facts of this need to come out. And if the motivation wasn't LGBTQ hate, if it was something else, then maybe the narrative needs to be corrected because it certainly hasn't been at this point. We're going to close the show. Audio Cut of the Day is sponsored by my friends at the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. I'll have something to say about them here in just a couple of minutes. But I want to invite you to Spain because here we are in the um, 
holiday period, ladies and gentlemen, as you get into the month of December, maybe you've heard me talking about our trip to Spain. We're going to take a group of listeners in April the 23rd. We leave. We come back on the 30th. It's uh, three nights in Madrid, three nights in Barcelona. It's going to be fantastic. We fly direct to Germany on Lufthansa. We've got great airfare that's secured. And if you go to defineddestinations.com, Mike Kenny and his team up in Minneapolis will take great care of you. If you're listening outside of the area and you want to take part in this trip, they can hook you up. We had Rick on earlier this hour from Las Vegas. He's going on that trip, but he booked from Las Vegas, so he's just taking another flight. It is really going to be a magical trip, so if you're thinking about maybe um, surprising someone in the family, your wife, your uh, your husband, maybe the whole family, take them to Spain with 97.1 FM Talk and this show next April, Barcelona and Madrid. It's going to be awesome. DefinedDestinations.com. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 